Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Saturday, guys, and thanks so much for tuning in to the PHNX Sun Devils show brought to you by the Draft. That's a, a weird way to start a so, loss so, post game. Sorry, man. It is a happy Saturday, okay? Is I, it? Know, I know how it went. Okay. Texas it lost. is what it is. It is what it is. Yes, you lost. Thank you guys again. University of Buffalo. PHNX Sun Devils show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Anthony Totri, yeah, joined as always. Sean DePaz to my right, yeah, Shane Diefenbach yeah, yeah. to my left. It is time for a walk of shame, yep. ladies and gentlemen, because ASU unable to mount the comeback and pull off the upset against number 11 Oklahoma State. Final score, 34-17. to 17. Gentlemen, what'd you see? Slop. Just a bunch of slob. <sighs> I don't know. I mean... Look, we'll get into the positivities because there are a lot of positives. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we got to wallow in our self pity for a bit. Um, the watch party was a blast. So thank yeah, you, everybody that came out. I saw a lot of attendees. Um, that was a good time. But that was about the. That wasn't the only good thing. There are a lot of good things from tonight, and I'm I feel still pretty positive. A little a little angry, a little upset, a lot of mistakes that you know should not have happened. Yeah. But I feel okay. Yeah. Um. I feel okay. I feel like ASU. I feel like the players weren't exactly put in a position to succeed, no. which I'm sure we'll get to more later. But I was not exactly happy with the the. I feel like we talked a lot leading up to this about how vanilla it was against NAU and how we were going to see a little more flavor, and it was just a bunch more vanilla. Um, so that part wasn't exactly fun. Um, but yeah, it was. Yeah, the sloppiness is. Like we said, ASU or Oklahoma State was too good of a team to make mistakes against, and they made too many of them. So. Yeah, I think the biggest thing to sum up this game is Spencer Sanders, who is known for making mistakes. Yeah, you know, throws has a lot of turnovers. You know, I mean, we saw his performance last year in the in the in the game against Baylor that they lost. He almost overcame that. Um, you have to be, but when a guy like that is perfect against you, except for a couple of mistakes, you have to capitalize. And there were a couple of mistakes that were capitalized on, but some that weren't. And that is the downfall of this game for sure. That's the biggest thing is they just weren't able to capitalize on mistakes. And Oklahoma State was very much able to capitalize on Arizona State's mistakes. Yeah. yeah. It just felt like Arizona State made more mistakes, yeah. right? Like you talked at the beginning of the week that this was a winnable game. Yeah. And I think we saw that throughout the game that ASU definitely had their chances to win. We'll get into the players and a little bit of the numbers. But before we do that, Sean, you bring up, I mean, a point that I agree with 100%. It doesn't feel like the players were put in the best position to win, especially offensively. Yeah, offensively. For me, it felt like the play calling literally from the start of the game. Like, obviously, they had a a few drives. That first drive in particular was really strong, and I think it was really exciting for ASU fans to see how quickly the Sun Devils could march down the field. But after that, it was just like head-scratcher after head-scratcher. There were so many stall drives, and you can thank that because it was. it felt like there was poor play calling, like, there were times where they ran two play action passes in a row and then they'd run it on third down when it was like third and five, third and four. And just like, what are you like, what are you doing? Yeah. It doesn't feel like they were utilizing their players correctly. They weren't utilizing oh. one player correctly, specifically. <laughs> you Joe, play to keep the game Joe close. In the chat saying, you uh, play to keep the game close. <laughs> I liked what Wanakin said. Like, yeah, we that, weren't exactly embarrassed, but they was it was embarrassing. Like, yeah. I, I don't they didn't use Emery the right way at all. I agree. Like that. I don't think they gave him, they didn't use him really. Like he had a good game, um, but he didn't pass nearly as much as I think he could have. And he didn't run nearly as much as I think he yeah. could have. It seemed like they were 
going to live and die by Xavier, which I mean, who played amazing. Yeah. Um, and obviously Elijah Badger had a great game, but didn't see as much of like Messiah Swinson in the middle as we mm-hmm. wanted. Not as much Charles Hall as that we, we hoped. Um, it just, yeah, it was, wasn't nothing, nothing about what they did offensively unless Xavier did something exciting was exciting. Yeah. The, um, I still feel good about Jones too. When again, I think Emery played well, but Joe brings up a good point. Herm putting the brakes on another, yet another OC. It kind of felt like that. Um, you know, you saw some creativity, not really to start the game. It was just this, our offensive line was dominating. Like that's what that's what they were saying. Our offensive line is better than you guys, and, and they weren't most of the game. But for the first drive, they were. Um, but then it kind of felt like we were talking about Glenn most of the night. You know, we we're like, what's Glenn doing? How much does Herm have his hand in the cookie jar? Because because it's a reoccurring theme. I mean. You know, like last year, it, it, it felt like there was some there was some creativity, but not enough. And when they needed it the most, they couldn't step in the throat. I remember Saul at the watch party was talking about, you know, why, do, why, why doesn't this team go for the throat? I mean, they're up 3 nothing. They have the ball, and they want to play conservative. You know, three and out, I mean, quick runs. And, yeah, maybe it was working. I made this comparison earlier in the night that it did feel like when a bad shooter starts getting hot, you're like, okay, fine, they can keep shooting. It'll eventually fizzle out, and it fizzled out very fast. They thought the run was going to keep working, and it didn't. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and this is an offense that's not built to come from behind. Yeah. Like you're down 17 with seven minutes to go and it's first and 10 and you're running the football. Like I get it. I get your best offensive player is Xavier Valaday and you want to feed him the rock. But at a certain point, you have to turn Emery loose. Yeah. Right. Like and it's not like you it's, it's like you said, Emery wasn't having a bad game. We mentioned it before the show even started. Emery had a better quarterback rating tonight than Spencer Sanders. He only completed 12 passes. He was 12 of 24 for 223, a touchdown. Um, in that 141 quarterback rating, which is much higher than what it was last week against NAU. So, like, there were some throws out there tonight that were just unbelievable. That he he would put, you mentioned it, like, he would put it on a dime in between coverage in the rain. Yeah. There were a couple of times, though, like, I I understand, like, it, how much Herm might be handicapping Glenn but like at the end of the day presumably Glenn's the one calling the plays yeah and like there were a couple of times where we were like why are they go why are they doing back-to-back play action plays like there was a couple of times where the 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 actual play calls were, were questionable too so like well yeah but we don't know what the if if Herm has stake in that Herm might be calling some plays or might be overriding that's what that's what Joe's saying it's not Glenn it's Herm liking Zach Hill and now Glenn Thomas like I uh, uh it is what it is. Let's get into the numbers a little bit more of a broader look at what went down in Stillwater tonight. Obviously, the final score, 34-17 to 17 in favor of the Cowboys. You look at those passing numbers. Spencer Sanders did outgun Emory Jones. It was 268 to 223. On the ground, this kind of surprises me when I first saw it, but Oklahoma State outrushed ASU 197 to 131. And then you just, the penalties in the third down, man. Like, these are these are numbers that you just... You're shooting yourself in the foot against a really good team on their field. You're just not going to win. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this goes back to what Wanakin said about like that they, they weren't embarrassed, but it was embarrassing. Like when you look at like the pass and the rush yards, like they were relatively close. It, it is a little odd because like I agree with you, I would have expected Oklahoma State's pass yards to be significantly more than ASU's mm-hmm. and their rush yards to be they, closer, if not less. Yeah, they just didn't need to. Yeah, yeah. And, but like the the penalties and the third down is brutal. Like they didn't convert a third down until what like midway through the third quarter. Yeah. Like it was late toward in the, the end of the third. Yeah, uh, it was embarrassing. And then they just some of the calls I will say were like a little questionable. But yeah, there were times like you would like it was more right. It was a Joe Moore yeah. that pushed Spencer Sanders after like for yeah. no reason. And it's like you're battling. I think the worst penalties came at the end of the game though. Uh, we were driving on the way to the studio, but I was watching uh, on my car while stopped at red lights. Um, and it was third and ten. There were two really bad calls. One roughing the passer that was just not roughing the passer, and then a pass interference that was just not pass interference. <laughs> yeah. But it, it doesn't matter because they committed way too many penalties to even deserve to gripe about that. There, it was there was nothing to do with the referees tonight. I think that the biggest like oh my god moment was Oklahoma State now has a starting running back. Dominic Richardson yeah. was one of the best players, if not the best player on the field. I think he's better than Spencer Sanders at times. I mean, yeah. the dude finished with 130 rushing yards, and it wasn't even close. The offensive line was giving him holes, but he was breaking tackles. And it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a shoestring tackle. Like, he was throwing Kyle Soley to the ground multiple times. He broke out of Merlin's tackles, which I haven't seen anyone break out of Merlin's grasp in a minute. Like, it, I, I, I would be so pissed if I was ASU's, if I was planning ASU's defense 
Like, okay, you know, the run game's okay. Not great. Obviously, 40-whatever yards against CMU last week. Not really expecting much. Let's game plan around Spencer Sanders. And then three straight drives, you're like, oh, my God, they are running the ball down our throats, and we did not prepare for this. It just felt ill-prepared at moments. It didn't feel like watching the game, looking back at the numbers, it didn't feel like Dominic Richardson carried the ball 27 times. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the carries, no. The yards, yes, but the carries, yes, no. Which is crazy. He almost had 30. He got a lot more carries toward the end of the game. But yes, it, it, that 27 is a lot more than I thought. Yeah, let's put up the, the numbers one more time because there is one thing that I do want to bring up in terms of those penalties. You know how many of those 10 penalties were committed by the defense? Eight. Nine. Yeah. Jeez. Nine of those 10 penalties came on the defensive side of the ball. And you just, you can't do that against a guy like Spencer Sanders because he's going to beat you. He's yeah. going to find ways to beat you. He's been there far too long. He's in this environment. like, And he's got the best receiver in the Big 12. Like, you can't shoot yourself in the foot and expect to win these games. It's it's just time and time again. And Herm talked about it like at the start of the season. That penalties were such a big issue last year mm-hmm. for this team. And it costs them how many games, right? You can't do this. That was their issue when they played BYU last year, right? What was some ridiculous, like 16 penalty, something stupid. They brought up the graphic on the on the broadcast that ASU last year was third in the FBS in committed penalties. It felt like nothing changed. Well, it felt like the defense is is the one doing it now. A lot was false starts yeah, on offense yeah. and dumb stuff after plays on offense. I mean, a good amount was dumb stuff on defense as well. But, you know, now the tables have turned. Um, Wainikin says we've cleaned up penalties in defense. You pick up right where you left off on 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 defense now. Uh, you clean up on offense rather. I don't know. It, it it sucks, and I hope this isn't. I hope it was a lot of frustration, and it's just it, it's something that you just have to think about. Why is Herm Edwards' team, especially with fifty one new guys, still doing this? Do they just not care? Is this not something they talk about? Is he? Are they? Is this the type of school where? guys go to commit penalties like I it's don't, just undisciplined it, it, I, and, and, it, and it's weird because you don't expect that from an nfl coach you play conservative and you you coach aggressive like I, what what <laughs> where is the sense here uh but the biggest thing for me on defense is you know the third down numbers two for 13 for asu not good at all six for 15 is okay yeah but a lot of those first downs that, that they picked up on third down were because of penalties yeah yeah i think two or three of them and that can't happen yeah we we saw it multiple times in the game. It just, I think three three first downs on third down because of penalties, and not third and shorts, like third and tens. Yeah, Diego in the chat brings up an interesting point. He says, "I hope this shows the team that they're not far from being a top fifteen team." Hey, I don't think this team has a lack of confidence. No, and I they hung around. They were leading. It felt like at a if they weren't shooting themselves in the foot, this is a much different. Yeah, game. See, I think the game was closer than the score looks. Like yeah, yeah I mean, they should have covered. They were around they the whole time. They should have covered. Yeah. It was rough, man. It could have been. It was rough. But we brought it up earlier. If you were out at the Four Peaks watch party, it was a lot of fun. That TV was absolutely insane. He said 22 feet, right? It was a 22-foot, like, projector screen. Um, it's like it, 18 toe trees. It, it, I'm not that. That's like a foot and a half, bro. Oh, I'm not a foot and a half tall, dude. <laughs> That's oh like, my no. gosh. If you missed out on this one, there's definitely going to be plenty more watch parties at Four Peaks. So you'll have a chance to go see that giant projector um, to watch the ASU game. Hopefully they'll win the next one. That would make it even more fun than it was. Uh, but while we're talking about Four Peaks, you guys do have time to still enter the Toast of the Month sweepstakes to win a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Go to gophnx.com or click on the link in the show notes. You do got to be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. Let's get to bottle service because despite there being a lot of penalties, ASU losing the turnover uh, differential, there were a lot of great performances tonight. Specifically, the man of the hour, Kyle Soley. 16 total tackles in INT in eight solo tackles. He had 10 more total tackles than anybody else on the ASU roster. Shane, what did you see from 34 tonight? Command, like just playing cool. Capital capitalization, uh, and I'm not talking punctuation or whatever grammar. I don't know. Well. He was really good. Um, and, <laughs> and he capitalized on one of Spencer Sanders' few mistakes on the night. Um, Spencer Sanders thought he had one of his receivers or tight ends open on a seam route. He did not. Captain America capitalized on that. And that should have been the turning point for ASU, but unfortunately they had their own turning point just a few moments later. Um, yeah, I don't know. He was really good. He was one of the few bright spots 
on this defense because the defensive line wasn't getting home. Nesta was pretty good at plugging up holes, but second on the team in ta- total yeah. tackles tonight. I thought the secondary was okay, and we'll get into the entire defense. But yeah, from Kyle Soley, he was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did get stiff armed a couple times, and it was brutal. He got trucked also. Yeah, he did get trucked one time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's Captain America. Like, I mean, we mentioned it, he's what got two interceptions already this season. Like, he just took advantage of. Like Shane said, the one mistake, one of the, one of the few mistakes that Sanders made. That is descriptive, um, Joe. Yeah. Joe in the chat saying, but can he keep his feet instead of curling into a fetus and picks? He does love to do that. This one was more of a diving effort, though. Yeah. So this I is an athletic play. But, but at the one against NAU, I agree, he caught it and then just kind of rolled over. I don't know, man. Kyle Soley, this is, it's no surprise that he is the captain of this defense and arguably the most important captain of the team. Obviously a guy who's been here such a long time. He played a giant role tonight. It wasn't enough. Um, and I feel like although he didn't commit any penalties tonight, a lot of, or not a lot of, but there is some blame. There is some blame yeah. for a captain on the defense when you do have guys, nine of those 10 penalties falling on the defense, and a lot of those were from the secondary. Um, so a little bit of that does fall on you, but he did have a great game tonight. Before we get into some of the guys that maybe we would like to see a little bit more from, I know you want to talk about Elijah Badger because hmm. he had a hell of a game tonight. Six catches, 93 yards, and obviously that touchdown. Uh, he has spidey senses. He knows <laughs> where defenders are. He's and, him. And I'm not talking about like finding open space in the field when he's running rounds because he is good at that. I'm talking when he catches, if there is a defender and he could be coming right or left, he will go the opposite way. Every single time, my man is shifty. He's he he runs intelligent out there, and he was just great tonight. I mean, he was the leading receiver on this team. He had the most catches, he, most targets, most targets. Like th- this was a connection that I knew it was going to eventually come, and I had been talking about it for literally eight months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know what quarterback it would come from, but now we know it is Emory Jones, and it looks damn good. So hopefully they can get more help. Andre Johnson, where were you? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. where did he catch a pass? No. Did he play? <laughs> I saw. I, I saw him out. Only there. three receivers caught a pass tonight. The other, the other. But when you only ends. throw twenty four passes, I mean, that will happen. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he was great in limited. Can you imagine if they started running four wide, five wide? They started airing it out in the second. I half? just don't know if they would deep. have gone for one hundred and eighty yards, and that's not even cap. Yeah, I would like to see them throw a little bit more from the gun. I feel like sometimes they rely too much. Even if it's not from the gun, like go four wide with a single back and just bomber. Yeah. Play action, load it up, four yeah. verts. I feel like they not? don't utilize Ngata a whole lot either. I feel like, I, like I'd like to see him a little bit more on passing downs. Like I know from talking to him that he doesn't want to be known as a third down running back. Like he wants to be that three down guy. But like with his quickness, like out of the backfield in terms of like a screenplay or an angle route or just something like he needs. I feel like he needs the ball more, man. Yeah. I mean, I also, I also just like for Xavier's sake, like I don't want to get to a point later in the year where he's been running to the ground. Like yeah. I, I, we've, I feel like we've seen that Ngata is a very capable rusher. Like he makes plays when given the opportunity. I would like to see. He's also had some really good blocks tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I would like to see just, just them cycle through them a little bit more um, and keep, Xavier's legs fresher for the length of the season and then hoping he can be hopefully be more explosive. But um, yeah, I would agree. I think I would like to see Ngata more. Okay. Let's talk about some of the guys that maybe um, we'd like to see a little bit more from, especially going up against a pass heavy offense like Oklahoma state and they all fall in the secondary Roe Torrance had a couple bad penalties tonight to Marcus Davis. Had some penalties, um, and Jordan Clark had a dropped interception that would have been just absolutely huge um, going forward. What was it about the secondary tonight that just kind of felt like they went missing at times? Or they they shot themselves in the foot more than anybody else tonight. It, it was the same thing as the offense. I think I think they were playing way too conservative. Um, yeah. There wasn't enough man. There was a lot of keep everything in front of you. Yes, and very soft zone. What yes. did I say at the start of this week? You don't want to allow the receivers to get into space. Yeah, and even even they would wrap up. The secondary wrapped up a good amount today. Yeah. There were not a lot of missed tackles. But when you're allowing eight yard out routes the whole game, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. When yes. you're allowing a nine yard hitch yep, all game, yep, yep, yep. you're in trouble. And, yeah, it, it, soft zones. 
But when they were tested, they held up. I thought they played pretty well tonight. Yeah. I just think the play calling was too conservative. And again, we know Donnie's not a conservative guy. Yeah. When things don't go well, he doesn't get conservative. And Herm said that. Herm has said that Donnie is not shy to just say, fuck the sheet. We're going to we're going to be aggressive. We're going to go totally off schedule. And I told you that I said, maybe that's what Donnie has to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe that is how you beat a team like Oklahoma State in Stillwater when your offense, quite frankly, couldn't put up points for a while. Yeah, Roe had a couple bad penalties, but I thought he was really good. Tamarcus still definitely looked like he was getting back into it. And Jordan Clark, we didn't see him much. Well, he was on the field a lot, but we didn't hear his name called, which is good. Yeah. So I thought he was solid. Uh, Both the Markham twins had some really good plays as well. I was talking to you guys about how they, I mean, Keon specifically used to get picked on. He was awesome tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, the, the giving up, like just letting receivers get into space like totri had mentioned it while we were watching the game just like the soft zone was just i don't it's just not it um but yeah i agree i don't think they were really put in a position to succeed i mean the jordan clark interception like that would have been a hell of a play if he would have made a great break on the ball yeah that would like he uh, ran the route for him yeah yeah um but yeah i don't think like the, the penalties across the defense were like really what killed them they played very like this team played well like it was a uh, like for the vast majority of that game. Like this is now a team. This is a team. I had said it. I was like, I can't believe people thought that this team was going to win one game. They competed for most yeah. of this game with Oklahoma State. Like it's just they shot themselves in the foot a couple of times, and then again, like we said, they weren't really put in a position to succeed. So I, I don't really think you can look at anyone on the defense and be like, ah, they played terribly. Like I also think the biggest thing, and that might have turned Donnie and Herm off. Of blitzing is every time they'd send an extra guy, they would never get home. Yeah. Um, and that that was always that's always your hold your breath moment. I remember they sent Merlin a couple times and you're like, please get home, please get home. And then he doesn't and you he gets picked up and you're like, shit, how far is this gonna go? For? How, <laughs> yeah. how long is this gonna go for? And yeah. To to kind of echo what you said, the the one thing that worries me about that, right, is that like you mentioned there were a lot of people that only picked ASU to win maybe a game in conference. Yeah. My issue with that is because you brought up the penalties before that, they're like they're they're penalties away from competing in these games and making it like you know games that they can win or that will at least go to the last drive of the game. How many years in a row has that been the issue? How many years in a row have we said, you know what, if this team stops shooting themselves in the foot, they could be a really good team? I'm saying, man, the common denominator. Yeah. And it comes back down to the coaching, man. Like it comes down to the coaching. You could talk about the players. The coaches tonight, Glenn Thomas, Donnie Henderson, and Herm Edwards, got absolutely bullied by the opposing coaching staff tonight. And it wasn't close. Football is a game of adjustments. Oklahoma State made those adjustments, specifically in that second quarter, in that fourth quarter, right? Which is when you're going to see that. You're going to see those adjustments then. I believe Oklahoma State scored 14 points in that second quarter, right? And then they scored 17 or 14 in that fourth quarter. Like... And to ASU's what? Three in the first? And then I don't know how many ASU scored in the fourth. It was was, ASU scored three in the first and then seven in the third and fourth. Oklahoma State scored 17 in the second, three in the third, 14 in the fourth. Yeah. Like what that tells me is that ASU came out of the first quarter or came into the game with a great game plan, right? They scored. We saw it. We saw how fast that offense got moving, right? Second quarter comes along. Oklahoma State's coaching staff makes the adjustments. They stuff ASU. ASU's unable to do anything, okay? Her makes adjustments at halftime. They come out of halftime. What do they do? They go down the field just like they did in the first quarter. They score, okay? So what does Oklahoma State do? They make the adjustments at the end of the third quarter. They go on and score in the fourth and leave ASU short in the fourth. Like, just better coaching staff. That's what happened tonight. They got outcoached. And, yeah, Joe Joe says, I don't think they have a sack, do they? They do not. Nope, I just looked there. Do not have Which is shot. crazy because what was the strength of this team going into the year? Well, what did we think the strength of the yeah. team was? I think the strength is now a little weakness in the secondary. The secondary, I still believe, played great tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, awesome. I don't, again, don't think the defense played bad. I don't think you can look at any, uh, with the exception of obviously the penalties, yeah. I don't think you can look at any of these position groups and be like, ah, that was weakness in the defense yeah. tonight. Like, they obviously didn't get any sacks, but like, I mean, if I guess if you had to choose one in the defensive line, but they weren't bad, and they were great in, against obviously a lesser opponent in NAU. But yeah, this is a tough team. Yeah, like we brought it up. Like this is not. Yes, they lost, but Oklahoma State 
like is a good team. Mm -hmm. They are a top 15 team, a top 12 team for a reason. I might throw some coin on them to make the college football playoff at this Oklahoma rate. State. Genuinely, just Spencer Sanders is fucking good. Well, he's good, and he's gonna make mistakes. They'll probably lose a game and not make the college football playoff because of his mistakes. But if they rely on the running game more, I mean, he, that, that offense, Richardson man. is good. I mean, Oklahoma is their only obstacle in that conference, Texas, really. Well, <laughs> Texas look good. I mean, Sorry, Sean, we don't know what Quinn Ewers is gonna be. Yeah. I mean, he got hurt today. Their so. backup didn't look. Horrible. I mean, it's still Texas. Like they're going to have four or five star recruits at the, at every position, essentially. But yeah. Joe says the defense was mid across the board, and it, yeah, I mean the performance tonight was definitely mid. But individual talent. Yeah, like that's something we were talking about on the way here. The individual talent was not really lacking tonight. Like, yeah, I think they were mid again be because of the what the I position think, they were put in. I think the only individual talent that we, you could see there was a clear mismatch was on the offensive line and the defensive line. Like, their defensive line... I mean, obviously, we knew coming into this, this for, the, their, their defensive line is incredible. One of the best yeah. in the nation, if not yeah. the best. Like, they are so good. And ASU just couldn't hold them tonight. And that's why it still is just mind-numbing that they ran the ball as much as they did. It just yeah. blows my mind after seeing plays get blown There's up just no adjustments, over and man. over again. After, after, after X mishandled the snap or mishandled the handoff, and then got blown up and fumbled, yeah. that should have been it. Then you should have gone to a more pass-heavy offense. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the defense was mid, but only by play calling, I think. I, I still think this defense can be what it was last year if the play calling gets better. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You mentioned you may throw a little coin on Oklahoma State, make college football playoff. Um, did any of you make any serious coin today on college football? I made some good coin on— There were some upsets today. Yeah, uh, Kent State made me some coin. Um, somebody else made me some coin. Another weird school. You take Marshall? Oh, I took. Um, wow, <laughs> Nebraska ended up losing that game. Amazing. I wow. took Georgia Southern. Uh, but <laughs> Frost but, is but, on um, the hot seat. I took their spread. I didn't take their money line. I'm a coward. Scott Frost is gone. If he's, he's not fired by the end of the week, I'm going to be shocked. They are <laughs> so 0 bad. 3. Um, where did I make coin? Oh, Toledo. Toledo covered 20 Jeez. and a half against Ma UMass. Maction. Yeah. Dude, um, I'm telling you. Speaking of Maction, UB, like I said at the beginning of the show, got. Beat on a hail mary. hail mary as time expired. By it was a cross. filthy hail, it hail mary. Too. I mean, if by filthy you mean it's disgusting for UB because they had five defenders surrounding <laughs> one receiver and the receiver just went up and simply caught the it's football. Simply better than they are. Um, but yeah, was, I, I'm saving my money for tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow is 100. Um, dude, getting ready. I literally like I, I forgot. I can't. Oh my god! I just got so fucking pumped. The NFL <laughs> football tomorrow. Yeah, NFL is back, baby. I also forgot that I have to be at. Westgate tomorrow at 7.30. I'm excited because I get to watch a full day of football without caring. Like, obviously, other than the Cardinals, like, my, uh, Bills done did their thing. That is a crazy stat, Joe. Yeah, Joe in the chat. Nebraska's last 13 losses, all by no more than nine points. Damn. I you also, know what that feels like? feels like the Chargers, unfortunately. I, I gave Totri the stat that the since, I think it's either 94 or 96, the um, Notre Dame has won six bowl games. Hmm. You know how many Marshalls won? Huh? Six. You know how many Rutgers has won? How many Rutgers? Yeah. Seven. Twelve. It's either 12 or nine. But I don't also, remember the exact numbers, but again, yeah, the Totri is a fair point. Notre Dame was playing in a lot of national championships and college football playoffs, so it's a little different. Marshall's yeah, I don't think Marshall like would cheese it bowl, but yeah. <laughs> Marshall's still. not going to like go toe to toe with Alabama, uh, but I don't <laughs> hey, think Notre Dame's going hey. toe to toe with anybody this year. Yeah. Uh, but college football, <laughs> college football week two is over or is just about over. Uh, but oh, no, yes. It's not. It's just about over, no? I mean, you got you, baby. Oh, yay. Do you know what the, what's going on there? Michigan yeah. is winning 49-10 to 10 in Hawaii. Baylor up 6-3 on BYU early uh, with, uh, at, at halftime, basically, 17 seconds. U of A down 12-7. Mississippi State has the ball on in the red zone. Oh, gotcha. Well, save, save, scored. save your money cats. for NFL football. DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking fans up right now. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Download DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code PHNX and bet on an NFL team to win if your team leads by 10. At any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for, for a field goal. more details. Sorry for interrupting that. It is okay. Very important part. It is. It is a very important part. HNL's builder restrictions apply. See show notes for more details. There, there you go. Clean. I appreciate um, it. So, I know this isn't exactly the order of the rundown, but I did just want to, I kind of feel like we need to, well, actually, we'll go with aftertaste first, and then we can start getting into what I was going to say. So Okay. Yeah. I mean, what is the aftertaste? Come on. 
No, I don't got anything Come sus on. today. No. We need it. <sighs> Sean. Why do you got to single me out? <laughs> I just want you, you, you take a sip of this game. You're swishing it around. Okay, it's hitting your uvula in the back oh, there. Okay, there it is. Uh, what's it taste like, man? Um, I don't know. Like, Don't we have a graphic for this? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's in there because I ill-prepared David. Oh, Sorry, poor David. David, I, I David is there. the the Herm Edwards, or Shane <laughs> is the Herm yeah, Edwards to David's ASU's defense yep. and oh, offense. Man. And honestly, special teams, because special teams was not good either. Um, <laughs> that's something we need to talk about. Um, aftertaste, like like a hot water that's been sitting in your car. Ugh. Like you go out to your car, you, you walk to your car and it's hot and you really need water and then you get in there and there's some water there, but it's hot and it's like, I needed it. And it's like, I guess <laughs> better than nothing, but also... I really didn't. Want Not to. great. Could have been better for sure. Yeah. Uh, really you're still, you're still thirsty. Yeah. Should I could have got a water somewhere else? Put myself in a better position to succeed yeah. here. Um, <laughs> that's a good but <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, die. almost choked on my water. That's cold. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, just a nice hot car water. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh god. That's pretty good. Um, you can go ahead and put that on the screen. The ISU aftertaste. Mine tastes like a flat beer. It's still going to get me to where I need to be, and it's still going to give me a little buzz and elation, you know? <laughs> but it doesn't taste great. Um, honestly, probably two weeks down the road, should have drank a different beer. Mm. Probably should have done that a little bit differently. Okay. But in at, at, at the time, you know, what had to be done was done. Okay. Um, and I think they found a lot of good things out of this game, and we'll talk, to that, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I'm going to go with a Four loco. Um, you, you use that like three times. Now. I haven't. I have. I've never used a four loco before. You um, but it's like you're you're excited for it at the start of the night. You're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do some shit. And you take your first couple sips. You're like, okay. You're jacked. Okay. You're like, you're like mm. this is gonna be this is gonna be electric. This is gonna be a good night. And you, the four loco is gonna be a good night. You get halfway there and you're like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. And... <laughs> you wake up in a bush and you're like, oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. You guys ever done a slammer? No, I've never I done a sidewalk slam. You don't know what a sidewalk slammer is? No. It's when you pour out a cobra or any malt liquor, like a big forty ounce cobra. You pour out half of it and then pour four loco in it. Yeah, yeah, I've done that a couple of times. I the last time I had four loco was Pretty my awful. Call it a sidewalk slammer because <laughs> last time I had four loco was my senior year, of junior year of college undergrad. Yeah, I have not had four loco. Um, was going to a future concert. Did not make it to the future concert. You want to put Joe's comment up there? Joe says it. The game tastes like a beer that's half full that's been on the side of the pool for 30 minutes mm. on a 100-degree day. Yeah, you're like, you're like, you're not going to open another beer. Like, yeah. you still got to finish this beer, right? But you but don't want to. But do it, you're like, I really would just want to move on to the, the next beer, beer that was brewed in Eastern Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a much better beer. It's yeah, a lot easier. It's yeah. 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 It's going to go down easier. It's going to sure. taste better. It's cold. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. 100%. Let's get to the lyric of the game, why don't we? Well, Let's see what you've got cooked up for us. Once again, don't have a jingle yet. I was going to make one this week. I'm just so busy. We'll make one. Sean, you want to serenade with me? Lyric, Lyric of, of the game. Thanks. Today's Lyric of the Game comes from the one and only beautiful Rihanna. Um, we found love. <laughs> the name of the song. We found love in a hopeless place. I'm not going to sing today. Just because in a hopeless place. We found love in a hopeless place. Pretty good, huh? Um, but, but genuinely, it was that second half kind of felt hopeless, and I still found I dug deep and found love <laughs> for this team because look, ASU Twitter is a a oh he's void, gonna get into something here. Deep void of dark. Oh, you ready? Sad because this is gonna be something. Just pity and woe is Keep me. Keep your hands and feet inside the ride. Yeah, I got you. If you haven't been paying attention to this team. Please don't talk about it. <laughs> if you're a fan that is just went to ASU and logs on to Twitter.com and sees the <laughs> score of ASU football, and you're like, oh, this future is, there is no future for this team. Herm Edwards needs to be fired, which, sure. That's true. <laughs> but if, if, if you want to sit there and, and tweet every couple weeks about ASU football and just say, this is a, such a sorry-ass team, then you clearly have no idea what you're talking about. Because... It, sure, that's to some extent we can just be, you know, biased, optimistic, whatever, blindly optimistic about this team. Sure, I get that. But if you think that this team was embarrassing tonight, you have no idea what you're talking about. The penalties, sure, that's embarrassing. That sucks. The individual talent on this team, 
is far from that. The individual talent on this team is high. The ceiling on this team is high. This is still a team that, for me, if you know football, looks like they can contend for a, a significant bowl game. Like, sure, it might be the Sun Bowl again. It might be it, it might be a New Year's Eve bowl, but it, it, it isn't like it isn't hopeless. He is. He's one hundred percent doing that. Joe, planting his flag. <laughs> I told you so in November. Yeah, shout out Mario thank, Jackson. Thank you, Joe. I mean, uh, but, but 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 genuinely, it just makes me so upset. It's a it's a pit of depression when you go on ASU Twitter, and and it was confusing to me tonight because yeah, some plays were bad and some shitty stuff happened, but like it was like the world was falling. It, yeah, this wasn't NAU. This was Oklahoma State. This and, was a good team. And like obviously, I'm not gonna go out and name names, but there was like the time, the particular time in the game that some of the tweets that we saw were. It was like we're we're not really like it's not. Like if you were going to send the, the this, the game's not over. Yeah. Like it's like, and, and if it's about the penalties and the discipline, that's fine. I, yeah. I, like if you're just tweeting about that, sure, it, it, that is inexcusable and upsetting. But to say this team has new, no future is just, I hate it. I, it yeah. sucks. Yeah, and it sucks for the. I just there's some people on this platform that just root against this team to get Ray Anderson fired, and and it, one, it's not going to happen, and two, it's just such a sorry thing to do. These are collegiate athletes that are trying to make something yeah. of themselves, and it just pisses me off because they deserve better than fans like you. <sighs> yeah, Diego in the chat, I was disgusted when I watched the Cards play the Rams in last year's playoffs. I wasn't disgusted watching this game. Yeah. Exactly. This is not... The world is not ending. It's the second game of the season, folks. And it's a fucking Oklahoma State. They were an inch away from the college football playoff last year yeah. with the same goddamn quarterback. And a lot like, of the same defensive this is, line. This is exactly how I feel. Joe saying ASU football has turned into politics, ride or die with the side you pick no matter what. That is what it is. Nobody hears anything. Nobody, hear, <laughs> nobody hears anything from the other side. That is just how it is. It's like what this was like to me is like, well, I don't necessarily know what this is like because I don't have a kid. But what this is like is it feels like if I were a parent, and I dropped off my kid to like the second grade or like first grade. And Tell like, has a secret family for sure. Yeah, 100%. Okay, 100%. Persia, and it's, the it's, Prince it's, of Persia. It's a, gr Tautry. a great child, right? Like, super, super, like, now the story's unrealistic. super friendly. Like, Sorry. are you calling it it? I, like, it's a know. great child. It's super friendly. Sure, it's, a, it's, a, it's my son. Sure. He's great. <laughs> he is super responsible. Like, he's got great manners and all that. What's his name? Jeff. No, it's definitely Anthony Tosher Jr. No, it is not. I don't have a junior. Sure, I'm going to call him Jr. Anthony is second. No, sure, junior. junior. Yeah, just yeah. Junior. Junior Tosher. Yeah. That's so, literally his first Junior Tosher Junior is, Tocher he's a phenomenal a kid, okay? First grade, like, gets good grades and everything. Good for him. Yeah, right? Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, you send him to school, and you're like, okay, this is going to be awesome. He's going to have a great time, whatever. And you get a call. You're like, oh, no, what happened? Like, why am I getting a call from the teacher? Teacher says, you know, Junior's been acting up in class. I had to move his popsicle stick from green to yellow uh, on, from yellow Monday to Tuesday. He's got a yellow. Yeah. You're like, okay, you know, it's just a yellow. I'll have a talk with him. Junior comes home. You talk to him. You're like, hey, Junior, like, what's going on? Like, all this stuff. He's like, oh, I really don't know what's going on. Okay, next day, you get a call. It's Junior's teacher again. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is I don't know where we're going. You go, from, you go from your yellow popsicle stick to your red popsicle stick now. What are we doing? <laughs> So you you have you you're really disappointed in Junior because you know Junior's a great kid and he has room to grow. Exactly. Like we're just starting school. And buddy. you know what? It might be the teacher's fault. It might be the teacher's <laughs> fault. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, well, but it might be. Miss Anderson, what the fuck are you doing in Junior? <laughs> I didn't even Ms. think about And the TA, Mr. Edwards. <laughs> I um. It reminds me. I don't know why. Like if and you the like, teacher might be an animorph. A real. <laughs> no, the, the principal might be an animorph. Okay. Michael Crow's an animorph. But that's that's what this was like to me. Long story short. <laughs> Very long. I don't have a son named Junior. What it reminds me of, of, like thinking about like this two games so far is. I was a very smart kid growing up for the most part. Very smart kid. Got very good grades. But like then, junior. But then I got to seventh grade and I got put forward in science. I took advanced biology. Mm. Was not prepared for that. Yeah. Or even in high school when I took AP chemistry. Was not prepared for that. Um, still a smart kid. Got good grades otherwise. But I got to AP chemistry and I did not know what the fuck I was doing. Like it was just, it was just a higher level. It was just a higher level of, and it's the same teacher. The same teacher that just taught me chemistry <laughs> is now teaching me AP chemistry. Don't you think you should have higher qualifications for this? Like what? If, <laughs> like I just was not prepared. It's a higher level of difficulty and I just got to know what I am. I, I, I tried my hardest and, you know, sometimes maybe I didn't study as hard as I should have. Maybe sometimes, you know, but. You shot yourself in the foot sometimes. I shot myself in the foot sometimes because it was just, 
Another thing that we haven't even talked about is they were playing in a packed Stillwater. Like that's yeah. that at the beginning in of the, the game in the rain too. And the, at the beginning of the game, I made a comment that uh, that stadium was loud. Yeah. Like, it, it, which doesn't necessarily have anything to do oh, with no, the penalties. But. <laughs> oh fucking no, Joe. On the on the veil of oh, on and dog. Yeah, Joe no, I messed up already. Joe and Chad, the biggest the takeaway from today is that Syracuse two and zero. take Notre Dame zero and two. Last thing I'll say on this before I stop being salty and talking about some good things. Salty. Um, if ASU loses thirty four to seventeen or is in a battle with Eastern Michigan, orange. then we can talk friends of Twitter. But until then, friends of Twitter, please relax. Please, please, please. That's I fair. don't Twitter fight, by the way. I hate it. I think it's stupid. I might make a snarky comment here and there. Mm-hmm. I don't ever go at somebody. Um, usually just laugh. So you might have been laughed at tonight if you were being dumb. Thank you for you not probably to were. I can confirm that, that you were probably laughed at because Shane did a lot of laughing tonight. Um, but one of the bright spots of tonight is this is our first show in this studio, in the Tarasi studio. It is a phenomenal. The like, goat. Yes, it is a phenomenal studio, um, and a lot of it has to do with our friends at More Furniture. You guys should check them out at morefurniture.com. I know you guys can only see this, but my God, the rest of this office is absolutely insane. You'll get an inside look. Oh, Monday? Monday, inside look. Monday, Monday, Monday. Is there a sale? No, it was a monster truck rally. Yeah, okay, on, okay. Uh, my apologies. But definitely check out morefurniture.com. Um, they can hook you up with some great stuff. Any final thoughts, sir? Cosma submission, or got a Darce choke submission on Kevin Yeah, Hall. well, he's a fucking coward. Two minutes into he's the He's a fucking fight. coward. He was ducking Nick Diaz, or Nate Diaz. Yeah. Okay. Um, but still. College football is electric, by the way. I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but like... Yeah. Um, another day... Appalachian State is just all they do is win games that they're not supposed to. Or Tennessee, look out. The Vols, they're solid. Not going to matter because the they're Billy in the Billy Napier train lasted for a solid uh, uh, week. Yeah, Florida lost. Damn, dude. Yeah. That is crazy. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that dude, looks so good. I was yeah. so I said, it to, I said it to, to Sean. I'm like, it's the perfect time for Kentucky to just beat him because everybody's riding know. the Florida train. Kentucky yeah. is. Yeah. I'm a coward. Kentucky might win the yeah. national championship this year only to spite John Calipari. For saying that they're no, that they're Duke, not a football Duke school, might, despite Shostevsky. No, no, but like Calipari had that whole—he was beefing yeah. with the football coach because he said it's not a football school; it's a basketball school. School, no matter what. Um, I would love Kentucky to win the national championship. That'd be the funniest thing of all Kentucky time. Kentucky football is more relevant than Kentucky basketball right now. I mean, yeah, I would say, yeah. Any final thoughts on the game that took place in Stillwater? Uh, positive takeaways for me. First of all, Emory Jones looked good. We already talked about that. Especially so, when he was given the opportunity. Yeah, when he, he yeah, when he was given the I'm chance. sure they will go to the drawing board and say, we should throw the ball more, um, hopefully. And you will never play against, this will be the best defensive line you play against all year. That is the most positive yeah. thing you can take yeah. away from. Um, but don't watch out. Rest Pac-12. Don't, uh, yeah, don't some, go out here being. Uh, also, Stanford, not going to upset USC. <laughs> yes. Um, USC, USC pretty looks pretty good. good. Their offense looks really good. Their defense yeah. is. Yeah. That's what I've been saying this whole time yeah. and why Utah is still my top team in the conference. Yeah. Um, Colorado has been relegated to the Mountain West. Washington Air Force State. has been promoted. Yep. Dub. Good. The Michael Penix Jr. Dub. Michael Penix Jr. Baller. Yeah. Washington is good. The Bo Nix, I think, is uh, the worst quarterback Junior in the PNW. Dog. dog. He is a dog. When well, his, but only when his popsicle stick yeah, is when on he's green. behaving. Yeah. When he Miss Anderson don't fuck around and like, you know. Yeah. I think he, I got my card flipped give him the opportunity like to succeed. Huh? I think I got my card flipped like I, once in my life. I got, so we did lights. Yellow light, red light. Yeah. Um, I got a, a couple yellow lights for just talking. I got a red light once for... <sighs> Uh-oh. Okay. I like, hit a kid in the stomach when I was like nine. Yeah, what I, I got one punching? detention in my entire life. You got one detention in your life? Yeah. Entire Damn. life. I, I heel clicked off of, off so, of a stage at a church. Not beating Oklahoma State. Does that make this a mediocre season, guys? I knew I knew the moment I saw this I'm comment. Just, I mean, I'm, say, I'm, I'm not angry. angry. I'm just like a question. No, not at all. This Listen. is a top 12 team in the country. ASU is not built to beat this <sighs> team with this coaching staff. If you drop one to Cal... Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or Colorado. Colorado. If you lose to Colorado, then it's a then it's pack a it up. Speaking of Colorado, this is why things can always be worse. This come this <laughs> yeah. tweet comes courtesy of RK um, Ryan from DNVR. He tweeted: Normal people sat on their couch comfortably today and enjoyed some beverages while watching good college football games. I and many others drove an hour to stand in the pouring rain and watch our team predictably get their asses kicked. <laughs> we all need to seek help. Things can always be worse. Yeah, is it better, though, to know what you're getting yourself into as opposed to being 
one of these teams, like a Notre Dame, and driving and being like, yes. oh, and I got. I've always said this. We talked about this at the start of the year. Would you rather know you're going to go six and six or have the opportunity to go eight and four? I would not rather go six and six. Like knowing you're going to go six and six? Knowing you, you can only go six and six. No, I'm talking on an individual basis, though. He's talking, would, would you rather would be you rather, or Colorado? Like, no, I'm saying, would you rather drive to a game and be like, we're Colorado, we're going to get shit pumped by Air Force? Or would you rather drive to a game and be like, we're Notre Dame, we're going to win, and then not fucking win? Oh, well, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, you'd rather saying, be Notre Dame. The former. <laughs> definitely the former. Uh, yeah. Um, Colorado sucks. This could be their only loss this year. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, ASU? Yeah, Wait, I could. think we need to. I'm just saying, like Joe being a very positive person, we could still win the pack. Theoretically, theoretically you are exactly. not wrong. Listen, ASU at the when, the when ASU plays USC, it'll be the best defense that ASU that you USC has played. A B. USC's defense is not great. Like like we just said, it's not great. If they let Emery, if they let Emery spread his wings, and Xavier just keeps being Xavier, they may be mixing a little Gata, uh, whatever. Like however they do it, like that is it. That that game. A, I've probably taken the over on. Yeah. B, could be good. Um, I just, you don't know yet. You just don't, like, they competed with this team. And it's, like we said, just the second game of the season. There are Facts. plenty of opportunities for we ASU. We could have played Fordham today. Yeah. Plenty of opportunities for ASU Stanford. to make some noise nationally and in the conference. Three of their, or two of their next three games are against ranked teams. Obviously, Utah stomped like the shit out of Southern yeah. Utah today. Um, um, and then USC, obviously. I don't know what the final was, but USC was kicking the shit out of Stanford. Bad look for Oregon that Samford scored the same number of touchdowns and gave up less points to yep. Georgia. Bad uh, look for Oregon. USC won 41 to 28. Yeah. I know Caleb Defense, Williams bro, at one Stanford's point. Stanford's not, doesn't. Hmm. Caleb Williams, 341, 20 for 27, four tutties, no interceptions. Yeah, he's a good football player. Yeah, three three touchdowns. Touchdowns. They have a very, quarter. very good offense. One of the best offenses in the nation. Yeah. So it is um, going to be tough. Mr. Jordan Addison, can you guess the stat line? Seven receptions? How many yards? 193. Can I go over? Sure. Does it have to, 194. 172. Damn. Two touchdowns. Try the prices right. Yeah, you they, had, <laughs> they had a quarterback pass for over 340 yards. They had a running back rush for over 100 that yards. That defense is not good. They had a receiver go for 100. And I'm taking, I'm taking ASU's offense over Stanford. Listen, I just you're going to sit here and be like, oh, a mediocre season. They're gonna, they could beat USC, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Utah's not going to be fun, though. As Utah Charles might not be check. fun, but it's here, right? I believe I fucking so. Hope so. I believe so. I'm pretty sure it's here, because yeah, if they had to go here. to Salt Lake, yeah. then, you know. It is here. Yeah, Utah scored not points. Scott Frost. If you told me right now you yeah. choose between having Herm Edwards as your head coach for the rest of your life or Scott Frost as your head coach for the rest of your life, yeah. picking Herm Edwards yeah. 11 times out of 10. Um, Could be worse. I would much rather play at home against Utah and then on the road against USC than the other way. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Hey, gives a fuck about All I know is that ASU fans LA, need to pack like that. that Fucking Sun Devil Stadium, like, like nobody lunch or something. I was just like, pack a lunch, yeah, for junior. I'm gonna start telling people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favorite, my favorite is take a lap, take a lap, bud. Okay, okay. Oh, true. What Utah hasn't played in Tempe in September in years. Okay, well, Ooh, pack Sun Devil Stadium. It's gonna be Cameron hot. Rising, pack Sun Devil Stadium, and you can do so. You could do so Cameron Rising temperature with Game Time. Yeah. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Save up to sixty percent on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. If you love PHNX, then you are going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Again, the best way to support us: buy your tickets through the link, fellas, in the description. Guess, guess how much you can get a ticket for? For what? For the, day? For the Eastern. Uh, ten bucks. Oh, for Eastern Michigan? Yeah. Eight dollars. Six. <laughs> Fucking six bucks. Six dollars. Do it right now. I, if you don't have your ticket right now, literally go to the link in the description, click on it, say open new tab, right? Because you don't want to leave this one. But open new tab, get your six dollar ticket. Like, what are you doing? You can be in the lower if, bowl for 15. If you provide photo evidence that you bought your ticket on game time using our link for the Eastern Michigan game or for any future games, DM me on Twitter. Buy a beer. Oh, hell yeah. Probably two beers. W really? Probably two beers. Wow. And I'll drink my own with you. That's money you So you'll buy three beers, but two for that one Literally, video. I think if you buy three beers at a, at a football game, you could have bought six tickets to a Probably. ASU game Again, on game time. Do it. The link in the description. Again, I know it was a walk of shame, but like it should still, we should still be, I feel like there is 
a lot to be excited about. I mean, about. let's be real. A walk of shame usually implies that something good happened before it. Like it, it, something good did happen. <laughs> that's my, that's what I'm saying. They they kicked a field goal at the start of the game, or they led this game. Oh, they did. ASU led is, Oklahoma State. We're national champion. We're almost contenders. the full quarter. Yeah. Atta boy. Hey. It is what it is. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you again if you were at the watch party as well. If you enjoyed the content, you can give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils on social. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow my son, Junior Totri, at Junior <laughs> underscore Totri. No, you can't. <laughs> you can follow Shane at Shane Deep. You can follow Sean DePaz at Sean underscore We're going to be in the trenches for a second. One second, actually. Um, there's one thing that I wanted to bring up. Uh, the mic, the, the mouse died. The mouse died. The mouse died. So okay. you have me and Totri for a good minute, probably, <laughs> before we're out of here. Do you do you have any joke? I have a joke. Oh god. So okay. there was this moth, right? Moth. There was this moth. Like the flying yeah, bug? There was this moth. Don't leave yet, guys. There was this moth. It's a joke, apparently. And he was really sad. Yes. He was going through it, struggling. His wife just divorced Holy him. Holy hell. Um he was talking to all of his moth friends and saying, I'm not moth happy, I'm moth sad. Oh, okay. Um and it just stuff wasn't going well. Can I yeah. tell? Oh, are you, I, yeah, I mean, you still, were, you, were you rambling? No, or was this somewhere else? Okay. Things oh, weren't. This, go, oh, it's a joke. I thought this was like a life. No, thing. things <laughs> weren't going well in his moth life. Um, so he tries to rekindle things with his moth ex-wife, and nothing works. And just down in the dumps, you know, he didn't get this promotion he wanted his job, moth so he ended up quitting. And he kind of like lost himself a little bit because he didn't know if he wanted to, you know, move out of the city that he lived in with his moth kids and his moth wife because oh, he's took, got kids. She took the moth kids. Wow. Um. And it, yeah, things just didn't didn't really go well um, for the Mothman. So the Mothman decides to go to a therapist, um, you know, check on his mental health, which is always a good thing. Um, and he goes to the Moth therapist, talks it out, really helps him, you know, kind of clear his mind, thinks he, he's going to get back on track. So she was like, this, this has been a good session. Like, where did where did you hear about us? Did a friend refer you? And the therapist he, says this? Yeah. And he goes, no, uh, the light was on. Thank you for tuning in to the PHNX Sun Devils postgame show. We'll be back uh, next week. I just have to say one thing real quick. Did you see what the fucking Delaware receiver did? The most no. out-of-pocket shit of all time? Uh, no. When he, he well, they were playing Navy, and they scored, and then he saluted yeah. to the Navy oh, crowd. Yeah. Last week. Was it last week? Yeah, it was yeah, last, it was last week. week. But still. Thank you. For, you ruined my great outro. Thanks well, for tuning in. I didn't in. get to say my wait, thing. Wait, wait. You, you follow did, Sean. Wait, Sean. I didn't get to do my... Oh, uh, right. oh wait. You got a joke, too? No. Yeah. I'm saying this is one of your... Well, okay. Page. Follow Sean to pause at Sean underscore to pause. Um, wait. What? It's not working. Oh, man. Can I go help David? Yeah. We can go help David. You want to tell your joke? Um, no, you don't want to tell your joke? This is a shit show. I mean, this is this is a microcosm of the ASU game, right? Started out strong. We're strong. <laughs> we were in it. We were we were in it. We had the potential to finish the game. Now strong. David's now David's um, committing penalties. But now David That's- just pushed Spencer for no reason, and now it's fifteen yards. Um, yeah. Um, you didn't have a joke though. I didn't have a joke. I didn't really even have uh, like as always. I need to be more prepared for these. I need you guys Ooh, yeah, to start. What are you doing? It's like it's like an everyday thing. I need you guys to start. <laughs> <laughs> Joe just said, hold the power button. button. <laughs> uh, I need you guys to start um, so reminding me. <laughs> just turn it off. Start reminding me to Why? Come up it's with... an everyday thing. Yeah, but I don't think about it. I got other things to do. You can't think of like... Just... All right, I'm ending the stream. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always. Tell you anything else. Goodbye. Bye, as always.